Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is so exciting. My voice is still not back to normal because, well, I don't think it's back to normal because I can't hear it properly and my ears keep popping, which is really annoying because I think I sound really, really strange, which is a bit stressful when you're going to record a podcast. But everyone else has a sound semi-normal, so that's that's better than this right now. I, the illness is still here. I don't know what illness I've caught, but it just keeps changing. So I've either keep catching different bugs or I've just got one super bug that starts off as a sore throat then goes into like a really runny nose then goes into a cough but at least it's on its way out at least it's moving at least the disease is changing at least like it's giving me a variety of symptoms you know that's something to be excited about So let's do a little life update, How shall we? I can't even speak. My This is the thing, I'm ill, like, you know when your head just feels a bit foggy, but anyway, I'm not just going to rant about my illness for this entire podcast episode, because that would be really, really boring. So this week, this week, what, what, what was that word? <laughs> this weekend, I started uni, which was um an experience, to say the least. I have so many contact hours. I have so many lectures. In one lecture, sometimes I have five. No, one day I have five lectures. Some of these lectures also are two hours long. Two hours long. And they run over. Like, they're meant to be an hour and 15 minutes. And they'll just run over by 45 minutes. And that's fully fine. And like, at undergrad, that wasn't fine. At undergrad, you, like, got moving. Everyone would leave at that point. Here? Oh, no. People get moving. Like, people sit and stay for it all. Which, obviously, it's probably because you're paying so much more money for it. And so, that was really um, an insight into master's life. I mean... It isn't, this is the thing, it's kind of, it's weird that, like, I'm now doing a master's compared to a BSc, because they're kind of, like, similar, I guess you just have to go for the next level. The modules that I'm doing are really, really interesting. I'm doing one called Introduction to Disease Control and something else. Disease Control and, I can't remember what it is, but it's called, like, IDAC. And that's where, so every single week I'll get a lecturer, I'll get lectures from like a different researcher about their different area of work. So this week it's all about like TB um, and how that's spreading and like the causes and effects and things like that. And it's interesting because rather than just learning about it in a, for when I did my degree, I just learned about things in the terms of its actual disease. Whereas now I'm also learning about like it's spread throughout the world, how we decided to control this, like the social pressures around the disease everything like that and that's been so interesting next also on the same week I have extended epidemiology which is where we learn a lot about like maths and the spread of disease in that type of way and how disease is spread which is a little bit intimidating because I'm not blessed in the maths department but you know we just got to push through this is the career path that we've chosen so you know in too deep now (laughs) I also have basic stats next week and that is making me really nervous but I'm just gonna hope that it's all fine and then I have this other module called health policy and power which is so interesting because at undergrad as I said I did a lot of like just it was properly disease-based things and now I'm learning more about kind of the policy impact like health policy and how that's impacted by the power that we have or the government that you have and how that impacts people's lives because health policy impacts every single thing and person around you there's so many policies that you wouldn't even realize that impact you and it's so interesting it's an and it's an interesting type of module as well because I'm not sitting in a lecture theater just listening to facts it's one that's where you've got to like, what's your opinion on this? What do you think about it? And the people in my seminar group, this is why we're doing on imposter syndrome this week, because the people in my seminar group, 
they have had lives. They have done incredible things. They have worked in NGOs in Tanzania. They have worked in disease control programs. Some of them are doctors. Some of them are epidemiologists. My lecturer splits her life between New Delhi and England in and London, and is like a head researcher in this area. And I was like, that is so incredible. That's so incredible. Like all of you are very incredible people. And I have just come from university, which is a little bit intimidating, but we're not going to dwell on that. It's fine. It is what it is. And this is why we're doing this week's episode on um, imposter syndrome, because it's hitting hard, not going to lie. And then what else has happened this week? Oh, I've been managing to work whilst doing my lectures, which is good. I mean, I have to work, I've realised. Initially, I was like, if I don't need to do this, then I'll just cut back, like I can just drop it. I need the hours. I need the money. Everything in London is so expensive and I cannot afford to not. It's just, it's like little things just add up and there's so many nice things to do. I don't even know. Like you can find cheap things. Like yesterday I got a bagel for £3.50. I think, and it was like smoked salmon cream cheese. I think that's actually pretty cheap. But it's just, I think with the money side in London, you just can't get everything. You ju- it, like, No, that sounds silly. Of course you can't get everything. I mean, in the money side of being in London, the thing that you cannot do is you can't just... There's so many things to do to spend your money on, so you've really got to prioritise what you want to do that week. And, like, I did this badly last week. This week is going to be a better week. Like, on Friday, I got lunch at the university canteen area because I was like, oh, it's been nice things to do on a Friday... Do you know how much this lunch cost me? Seven pounds. Because stupid me thought all the little add-ons were free. I got three packets of sauce because I thought it was free. It wasn't free. They were 15p each, which totaled at one pound. I can't even... I spent 90p on mushy peas. I don't even like mushy peas that much. I got a pickle. I don't even... like. Well, I, I just thought it was free, so I was just adding things onto my plate. It was not free. It was a £7.50 meal, which is a lot of money on food. And I did not need to spend that. But, you know, I've learned my lesson now. It's fine. We move. But in other news, what have I done this weekend? I've had such a nice weekend so far. I can't believe it's Sunday. I feel like today should be Monday. I mean, I am going to do a load of studying, so maybe that'll make it feel more Monday-like. But it's so sunny here and warm. And my best friend came and visited me for the weekend. And that was that was so lovely. It was so nice. And I feel like... It made me feel happier here because I think I have been feeling a bit homesick about it all. And maybe not homesick, maybe that's the wrong word. Maybe, I'm, I don't know. Like, I am settling in, but it's still a bit like, oh. Whereas now, after seeing her, I feel so much better. Like, so much better. And she also, like, when she came down the Friday, no, she came down on Thursday night and we just chilled that night because I'd had work and she'd literally just travelled the entire way. And we like made food with my housemates and she got to meet all my housemates, which was really nice because I want everyone to know everyone because that just makes me happier. And then on Friday I had a uni, so I went to uni all day and she went shopping all day. And then we met up in the evening and my sister also came down, which was really nice. And we all went out for dinner together. I found this really great Chinese restaurant where they did great dumplings and we just shared like loads of different like dumplings, bao buns. It was beautiful, although, although... You know the silken tofu thing? Like the dishes with silken tofu. I've seen so many videos of the silken tofu dishes and I know and it was recommended and so we tried it and I just don't think it's for me. I can see why it would be for some people, but for me it's just it's just not the one. I just 
it's the texture of the silken tofu. I'm not a fan. I just, mm, no, it, it's just not for me. I think that was like a veggie version of the actual dish, which is with minced pork. And maybe that would give it a bit more of a crunch, like a chew to maybe that. But yeah, silken tofu is not the one for me. I'm not a fan. But anyway, then we met my sister and then we went on a walk and we showed like, we went and saw the sights. They both saw Big Ben and went down Regent Street and it was so lovely. And then my sister went home because she's staying at my grand, well, not home, she's staying at my grandparents this weekend. And me and my best friend, we came back to mine and then we went on, right, I kid you not, I thought this was going to be a two minute walk, an hour long walk at max at very relaxed speed. We got off at Tower Hill, which is where the Tower of London is and walked all the way to Buckingham Palace. That is a very long way for those of you who don't know. That is eight kilometres. I swear to God, I thought this was going to be four kilometres max. I didn't realise how far I walked last weekend. And my best friend, she has like, she fell and she really hurt her back. So she can't walk really far, far. And I'm there taking us on this massive hike. But it was worth it. We got to see London at night. Like, it was lovely. I still feel such a tourist here. Like, it's never just going to sink in that I'm here. It's just everything's so exciting and I love it. And then we came back and we watched a film, which was actually quite a good film. I think I might finish it. It was on Amazon Prime and it was called... I can't even remember what it was called. And it was about this girl who's having, like, a rough time and her, she has to go live with her sister and, like, their life in New York together. New York has been so, like, romanticised for me that I really want to live there when I become um, a multimillionaire because that's the only way I'm ever going to be able to afford it. Ever. 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 But, you know, that's okay. I'm okay with that. It's just going to take some time, some doing. We're just going to manifest it. I just have this idea of it being like Gossip Girl, and that would really make me happy, to be honest. I am obsessed. I have watched that TV show two, three times, I think, and it never gets old. Although it does, actually, around season four, season three, I always get a bit bored. When, who is it? When Jenny becomes the main one. I don't I don't enjoy that season, to be honest. I'm not a fan of it, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> I just would love to live in New York at some point but we're in London right now and that is good enough and so yesterday then we woke up so obviously that was Friday night and then Saturday we woke up had a lovely morning in the garden with my housemates like it's been so sunny here today and I'm kind of confused why it's kind of like summer in August no it's summer in October I can't work out which month we're in <laughs> it's kind of strange but I mean I've done my washing and I'm gonna hang it on the line and that's making me happy to be honest I'm excited about that process that's gonna be a lovely experience and I'm gonna go for a walk later on once I've finished all my work and edited the podcast gonna go to the gym I I love it when it's sunny I feel so much more happy and active and so yesterday we went to Brick Lane Market and I have never really I've been once but for some reason I was like I don't really get what the hype is about like I didn't really been well now I get what the hype is about it's so great I think I was too like young and I didn't really go to the right places last time um because you know when you're kind of young you get a bit intimidated by it all I think that was me and so this time we went around all of the market stalls then we went around to like the home market section and we went and we got food and I was hungry so I just went around the market and got all the free samples and I tried some great food I tried this honey like honey chicken oh my god oh my god it was delicious it was the best thing I've ever tried And then I got a bagel for lunch because it was also one of the most expensive things I've ever tried. Like, street food here 
is a sit-down meal. It's like £10 a go. It's so expensive, but it's so nice as well, so I get it. And, guys, I bought the nicest mirror. It's the nicest mirror I think anyone has ever seen in their entire life. I can't afford it, but I've bought it, and it's happened. It's like... So, it's a mosaic mirror, and it's got, like, stars on the side, also a mirror, and then, like, rainbow things coming off it, and, like, it's blue, and it... It is beautiful, and I'm going to be posting lots of pictures in it. Just just you wait. But anyway, we should probably get onto the topic of this week's podcast, because today's podcast episode can't be as long as normal, because I've got shit to do. So, onto the topic of this week's podcast, which is imposter syndrome. So, as I said, the topic of this week's podcast is imposter syndrome. So, imposter syndrome, if you don't know what it is, it's that feeling that you don't belong. It's that feeling that you're an imposter in the experience that you're in. And I think we all experience it this a lot more than we want to let on. I have been feeling it a lot recently, I'm not going to lie. Especially when you're starting something new, I feel like it's so prevalent in your mind. And it's a horrible feeling because it makes you feel so sick and nervous and it prompts like anxiety and like these intrusive thoughts that I don't belong in and what am I doing here? And then you can't really do what you want to be doing, you can't focus, you can't lean into the actual experience because the entire time you're just thinking about the fact that you don't belong and that you shouldn't be there and that everyone's judging you and it just becomes this massive monster of an experience and a massive monster of a thought pattern and it just ends up ruining the entire thing for yourself which is so sad because often this thing that you're feeling imposter syndrome in is something that you've been wanting to do for a while and that's what makes it so upsetting because now this negative experience this negative emotion is the thing that's dominating your mind it's not the joy and excitement of doing that new thing it's the actual fear and resentment that something's going to go wrong and that you don't belong and I think that's really upsetting and it's a really hard thing to grapple with because it goes on entirely inside your head and it's not until you start opening up to people that you get rid of this feeling but you don't start opening up to people because you feel that like you feel like an imposter you don't want to let everyone know that you already feel like an imposter because then you feel like you'll emphasize the fact that you are an imposter and that you don't belong there like saying you're fearful about you don't belong somewhere and then the worst case scenario is them like turning around and being like yeah you don't belong here and then every all of your worst fears are confirmed like it's such a negative cycle because it all happens inside of your head. It all happens inside of your head and there's nothing to stop it. Your thoughts can just be like a runaway train. Like I've been feeling pretty anxious yesterday and today. Literally like no reason. I just think there's just a lot going on right now and it can get really like, it can get a bit overwhelming at points. And then I woke up this morning and I just have to stop recording the podcast for like 10 minutes and go and chat to some of my friends and stuff because I've just been feeling really like, I'd been overthinking and feeling an imposter about such stupid things, such things that I know are not true, and overthinking things and just making it just like making my anxious thoughts into this drama that just don't need to be there. And I'm just creating drama for myself. And that's really, really toxic because you can't ever settle into anything. It's just not, it's, it's just bad. And I don't really know why I'm doing it, but I am doing it. And that's a tricky thing. I think I experience imposter syndrome the worst when I am starting something new like when I started this course I was kind of okay for the first week but this second week we've had to do these introductions and it's like okay so tell me who you are a little bit about yourself tell me about what you're up to and some of these people like as I said in the life update have done the most incredible things one woman has worked like for 10 years in humanitarian disaster groups then she's worked for NGOs she worked in the Ebola outbreak and then that made her want to go on and do a course in this area I was like 
that's really impressive and I haven't done anything like that and that makes me kind of nervous. I think this is the thing when you come into something like this where there's such a wide range of abilities, it's so easy to get into your own head and it's just one of those things that doesn't ever end, I don't think. And this also, I had this a lot in my internship at Sainsbury's Tech, like a lot. I did not feel like I belonged because this was a totally new sector. Tech is such a different world to this world we are in right now and I was so anxious I have videos of me crying literally being like I can't do this just a little like whenever I'm going through something or feeling emotional or something I always like record a little like video to myself of you can look back on this one day and it's going to be fine but right now we are really struggling with this and I just hope you get through it and pass and I did get through it and I did pass but it was still was hard and I remember we had to talk about imposter syndrome because I think particularly in areas where there's a lot of specialist language used like in tech there's so much jargon that's specific to tech and in science there's so many things that are specific to science you know what I mean like specifically when you're entering a new world with a totally different language it's even more easy to feel like you don't belong because there's so many other things that are making you not belong like you can't fully understand what's going on and so that makes you feel like you stand out that makes you feel like you don't belong in the situation that you're in and it's weird as well because the imposter syndrome I find isn't really like isn't started by anyone else it's normally started by myself like there isn't something that hints at it to start it's like a domino effect it's just that I think that and so all of a sudden it starts to go away it's not like someone sits down next to me and she goes like you don't belong here you should leave um no no that doesn't happen it's just a slowly gradually building emotion that just makes you feel so anxious and it makes me feel really hyper aware of everything that's going on and as I said this week has been this week has been pretty bad for it. I think starting a new course with so many incredible people, that's really, like, done that. And then starting the gym, I know it's really silly, this is so silly, but maybe some of you will relate. Starting the gym again, I didn't know what to do when I walked in, and I felt like everyone was looking at me and everyone was laughing at me, and... I just hated it and I just didn't want to be there and I had to force myself to stay and slowly but surely it is getting better but I think this time I'm trying to have a better relationship with the gym because I used to be really strict on it like going this amount of times per week I have to go and like this week I didn't manage to go as many times as I wanted to go because my best friend came and stayed but like that's fine my best friend came and stayed that's that's way more exciting than going to the gym and so I'm trying to be more relaxed about it and put less pressure on and I think this is one of the things about coping with imposter syndrome is putting less pressure on yourself putting less pressure on yourself so that you don't feel as overwhelmed but giving yourself a bit more compassion so that you allow yourself to feel this way I think a lot of imposter syndrome comes from needing to be a certain way all of the time needing to be this high achiever needing to be the most like friends with the most people have the closest relationships be thriving at work and it's so easy that when things aren't quite in alignment of your expectations about what you want to then think that you don't belong here and that you should leave like for a period of time the podcast like like it lost a lot of followers like it didn't do like it wasn't doing badly like it's still doing really well and I'm so so happy with it but like it went down and I was like oh my god maybe I should never have done the breakup series maybe I should never have done um the podcast like I should never like what am I doing and I was like no you know what just because whether it goes up or down it doesn't matter like I love doing the podcast and so I'm going to carry on doing the podcast and if people listen that's so exciting if people don't listen that's okay too it's more I want to do it and I think that's where a lot of the kind of how to deal with the imposter syndrome comes from is having so much 
a more logical thought process and pattern about what's going on and being able to rationalize your thought process to yourself and this is something that you know in that chimp the chimp paradox book that I was reading I think it's really like emphasized in there about the importance of rationalizing your thought process so it's not a runaway train because once you rush start rationalizing your thought process then it's so much easier to combat these negative thoughts and it's so much easier to realize that it is a runaway train that it's not actual fact and I think the danger with imposter syndrome is that you start believing them as fact and you start believing the thoughts as truth and that's where all the negativity comes from and that's when you start spiraling and snowballing and the issue gets bigger and bigger and bigger and because until it becomes so overwhelming so how can you start combating this thought process I have found it so useful to have kind of like a note on my phone or just something written down somewhere that says like the reasons why I deserve to be here the things that I've done the things that I've accomplished the things that make me stand out the things that I'm proud of and having those on a list makes me whenever I start tonight I don't belong here what am I doing here I need to leave I look at the list and I remember like no you know what I do belong here it's okay like I was here for a reason and also try remembering that like you're not just here by chance you're here because because either you applied to be here and you got here or you landed here like there's a reason why you're here and really focusing on that and I think having this the really key thing about coping with imposter syndrome is having a strong thought process and being able to notice the markers of when your thought process is just a runaway train of noticing when things just aren't going to plan and you're getting really anxious and nervous and when everything is feeling a little bit overwhelming because that's when you can start to once you start noticing the markers that's when you can start to feel kind of in control of it all not necessarily in control but you start to realise and you're able to rationalise why you're there. And I think a lot of the imposter syndrome being able to cope from it comes from being able to rationalise your thought process because a lot of everything about imposter syndrome is so irrational. It's irrational that you don't feel like you belong because you do belong because if you didn't belong, you wouldn't be there. Do you know what I mean? Like you had to get onto this course. You had to get onto where you were being. You had to apply. You had to jump through a load of hoops. There is a reason why you're here. And now you're second guessing it because you feel like you don't, but you're the only one who feels that. Otherwise you wouldn't have got on, like, you know, and you need to get better at rationalizing it to yourself. And I've become a lot better at this. And I think it's bigger. Once you rationalize that thought process, it becomes so much easier because you start to realize that it's your mind playing tricks on you. The chimp paradox was so useful in showing me that your mind does actually pay tricks on you. It will try and trick you into thinking that you don't belong. If it's in a dangerous situation where you don't think that you belong there, it will want you to leave because it thinks it's unsafe, but it's not unsafe. And you're just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And I think the thing with imposter syndrome is also realizing how many other people are also experiencing it. How many other people also are feeling the exact same way. I remember on my um, internship, we had a conversation, like a talk about imposter syndrome. And at the end of it, everyone, there was not a person who said that they hadn't felt it. Everyone had felt like they didn't belong. Everyone had felt like they were out of place, that they shouldn't be here. And it was just kind of eye-opening to me because I thought I was the only one feeling this way. And I think this is the thing when you go through new experiences, you think you're so alone and isolated in your thoughts, but really everyone is feeling the exact same way. And it's just about rationalizing that again to yourself like I had a thing this week where I was unsure about being student rep or anything like that and I got really anxious about it and nervous and I didn't feel like I'd be a good one or anything like that and then I was like I'm literally making all of this up inside my head I'm literally making all of this up inside my head I could make this so much less stressful if I just applied people can vote and then it go like whoever gets it gets it like it's fine it doesn't need to be this much of a drama and I think that's the thing that I'm realizing is that 
it is okay. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Start rationalising it and it becomes so much easier. But I would really recommend if you are struggling with imposter syndrome at the moment, if there is something that is on your mind, is having a piece of paper which rationalises this thought process for you. Because in the early stages, when you are really struggling with imposter syndrome, it's really hard to do this rational thought process on your own. Like, I felt it a lot, so I'm kind of good at it now. And I know the trigger markings and what's going on. But it wasn't for a while. And having it already written down for me so that when I did start to feel like this, there is these point evidence explanation, like a proper English essay about why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like this when you've done all of this? And having that in my head made me feel so much better and more relaxed and just it's there so you can instantly counteract the thoughts that are going on inside your head but now I think I should answer some of your questions about imposter syndrome because it's a tricky one I think it's one thing that a lot of us struggle with okay so the first question was how do you experience incitement in a new thing rather than the fear that you don't belong and I think this is the thing about as I was just saying about the rational thought process I think you start experiencing excitement when you realize that you do actually belong and that you're able to counteract this thing and also realizing like what's the worst that can happen having that in my head has been like really important for me like combating my anxious thoughts of being like what is the worst that can happen what is the worst that can happen? Is it even that bad? Like, I, you know, I will survive. I'll get through this. If it's not meant to be, if I don't belong, like, I'll find another path. And realising that it's not the end of the world, that you will get over it, that you will be okay. And I think that is, again, emphasising the importance of rationalising this and realising that the imposter syndrome that you're feeling isn't stemming from logic it's stemming from fear about trying something new and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone but it's so important to do because if you don't do that you're just going to stay stagnant forever and that's not that's not a fun way to live we want more than that and I think that's the other thing you've got to be more compassionate to yourself so the fear that you don't belong the nervousness it's saying yes okay you feel nervous that's okay we'll get through this together it's going to be okay like not being so mad at yourself for then feeling that way I think a lot of the times when I felt imposter syndrome I've then been really angry at myself for feeling like that and it's made it so much worse whereas now I'm more compassionate because I know that comes from a point of fear like almost like you're a little child it comes from a point of fear of starting something new and it's so much better that you wouldn't be mad at a child for being like that so don't be mad at yourself it's so much easier if you're not Okay, so on to the new things that I have done this week for this week's podcast. I have had a shorter episode today, which I kind of like, I feel like I don't always want them to be like hour long. Some of them are going to be super long and some of them aren't. And I think that's okay. But the new things I've done this week, first one, went to go see London at night, went to go see all the sites. It was incredible. 10 out of 10, would recommend. You can probably hear my housemates in the background. (laughs) 10 out of 10 though, it was such a good experience the lights were everywhere and I loved it and would really do I've also been increasing my screen time which is bad these new things I've done this week aren't always positive like it was a negative thing I need to stop going on my phone as much because I just I'm feeling nervous a little bit at the moment a little bit unsettled still it's still not like totally comfortable I think once I've done this next week then I'll feel better once I've done two weeks of school but because it was just a freshers week and then a new week that's been a little bit overwhelming but I'm going to start going to the gym again a bit more regularly this week. And I think maybe try and like eating more nutritiously, I think. I'm just, that might help me. I also need to go to bed earlier. That's my new thing for this week. I need to have a better sleeping pattern because right now my sleeping pattern, it's not the one. It's not doing great in the slightest. But I hope you're having a lovely week and I hope you're enjoying your weekend, whatever you've got up to. And I'll speak to you soon. Love you. Bye.